0: Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
1: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this particular episode is one of our deep dives, our Bakta tank of talk. We're going to sink in and see if we have a flashback. I'm Joseph Scripchalk.
2: I'm Ken Napsuck. So, <laughs> so ready to have a flashback? Oh, it's a weird statement, but I think I'm ready. Uh, this is going to be fun.
1: Absolutely. We are embarking on a new journey. Uh, We had a kind of a fun behind the scenes process where sometimes we want to talk about a topic and then I write up some questions or Ken writes up some questions we both do together. Uh, In this particular instance, I was writing up questions and I'm like, that's a little bit long for one episode. Why don't I cut these questions and these questions and these questions? And what I was originally kind of imagining is uh, one or two episodes, I think, is going to be a long series (laughs) Mm -hmm. discussing The Magic of Lightsaber Fights. That's what you were listening to. Part one of The Magic of Lightsaber Fights. Lightsaber duels. Uh, This episode, we're going to talk kind of like the big picture uh, of what we think about lightsaber fights and their importance and their thrill. Uh, And then we're going to spend some time discussing kind of the original, uh, chronologically in the real world, the original lightsaber fight Mm -hmm. in A New Hope between kenobi and vader and then we're gonna just take them uh just a couple at a time Yeah, because <laughs> original is yeah. like well, we'll do the ones from the original trilogy then we'll do the prequel I'm like oh no those episodes will each be seven hours long <laughs> uh so that's what we're doing here today any thoughts on that ken
2: Uh, no, this is a a great series. So happy to embark on it, uh, on the, on this lightsaber journey. But uh, yeah, initially I think I was on the light, like, no, let's look at every single lightsaber fight in Star (laughs) Wars. Let's analyze it in that force center way. Then I realized at some point we'd have to come to the Clone Wars series. And despite just doing the Clone Wars report in depth for the last few uh, years, quite frankly, I was like, oh, we'll be here till 2030. So yeah.
1: Yeah. This is good. Just, just Revenge of the Sith. Getting, getting to there and, de, and deciding which fights count is a lightsaber fight uh, mm-hmm. for the purposes of our discussion. Revenge of the Sith might be. Its own episode. Uh, as always, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at Trial.com 4Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, this week, we are recommending Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray. A great book all by itself and really fun to revisit after we spent some time with Leia in the Obi Wan Kenobi television program. To download your free audiobook today, go to slash 4Center more time. That's audibletrial.com slash four Center for your free audio book. Uh, any thoughts on Leia, Princess of Aldron? Ken?
2: It is on my reread list, and that's a list that just kind of hangs in the air uh, over me while I read other <laughs> Star Wars books and try to read non-Star Wars books. You and know, I always talk about that fun struggle. Um, as of the time of this recording, I'm about halfway through Shadow of the Sith, uh, and enjoying it greatly. So Leia, Princess of going to have to wait one more day. But uh, I <laughs> want to revisit that with a lot of the new things we've learned and seen in Star Wars since this book came out.
1: Yeah, it would be a really fun one to revisit, so I'd be very happy uh, to do that. We are going to dive into the lightsaber fights, but first we have one more caveat. We are actually trying to get ahead of our recording schedule. So uh, we are coming to you from the past. Uh, As we record this, we've just finished talking about part five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. By the time we release this, uh, part six will be out, and the entire Obi-Wan Kenobi story will be known. Uh, We don't yet know it, so you can wallow in our ignorance. We don't know what the big uh, finale of Kenobi is as we record. I suspect that there's maybe going to be some lightsaber fighting in it, which (laughs) might impact some of the conversation that we have. So we just wanted to be sure to let you know when we're recording this. Any thoughts on that, Ken?
2: Uh, Yeah, it's always great. The idea of getting ahead is always just a wonderful thought. Uh, But in the world of Star Wars, you know, things change and things, we get new contacts almost every week with these shows and comics and books. So it's a a dangerous game we're playing, Joseph. Dangerous game.
1: (laughs) We are like uh, Luke in some of those photos from A New Hope. We are sticking the lightsaber hilt up toward our eyes and... (laughs) (laughs) Risking great danger. All right, let's get into this. Lightsaber fights, lightsaber duels. They're a key part of the thrill and the core themes of Star Wars. And like so many things in Star Wars, there are a lot of strong feelings about what makes a really good lightsaber fight. And um, the fights, not the fights about the fights, but the actual fights in the movies have evolved over the years in everything from technology, scale, choreography, medium, uh, and now lightsaber fights are making this a big leap to live-action television. We've seen a little bit of conflict in The Mandalorian uh, with lightsabers, but now we are getting with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi full-on lightsaber dueling to, to celebrate the big lightsaber mood that's going along in the Star Wars community. We are going to look at all these fights, starting with the big one in A New Hope, but first... Let's talk overview. Ken, for you, what makes a good lightsaber fight? Is it the thrill, the spectacle, the emotion, a mix of everything?
2: It's whirs and spins, whirs and spins. (laughs) Um, Look, I I guess the easy answer is is a mixture of everything. Thrill, spectacle, emotion. But coming from the vantage point of the original trilogy, kid i i think i don't know I, I i almost kick it back to you as a question i think we do tend to focus on the big emotional stakes i don't want ever want to go back and make myself seem like a smarter star wars fan than i was back in in my days you know uh, mm-hmm. any era but especially when i was a kid i wasn't like seven on the playground at margaret harlow elementary school in royal grade to california going uh folks there's some big emotional stakes in this fight in return of the jedi have you considered them no i wasn't me wasn't me but i think we're naturally they're, they're so well just baked into those fights we did we did uh we did gravitate towards that which uh, you know is interesting to get to the prequel era where i think that was very much there but wrapped up in a different package and why i initially kind of resisted that and went back to the ot fights as those ones have more meaning i don't think that that's necessarily correct but it felt like it at the time because it just was so clear in the original trilogy. Every fight did seem to be about something. It seemed to be on the screen. And I, I think that's what, at the end of the day, makes a good lightsaber fight to me. I still go to those stakes.
1: And so that you want to have a clear idea of who's fighting who. And obviously, you usually know who's fighting who, but what do they want? <laughs> what are they trying to achieve? What is going to be lost if or, or won, depending on who, win, who wins this fight?
2: It's become very fun and and this is definitely now 2022 can go and it's been fun to look at fights, either the new ones we get or to go back to the old ones and really ask the big why question. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we might referred to it again and uh, on force center and in this conversation, but that Filoni speech in the Disney gallery series about here's, here's the true duel of the fates at play. It was a beautiful speech and it was beautiful for being just, I think just real insightful, but also obviously insightful. And uh, I, I think a lot of people were like, Oh, I hadn't looked at it that way. So I'm always having fun going back and, and, and applying to that go going forward, the big why of it all. Um, but as a kid, again, we're, we're's, Words and stakes. You definitely give me a spin. Give me, uh, you know, a clash of sabers. It is the thrill. It is a spectacle. Not going to downplay that.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I think it it is natural for fans who discover Star Wars at almost any age. Maybe not if you're like, I am a 58-year-old tenured (laughs) professor of philosophy. This is the first time I've seen Star Wars. Maybe you're going to start with those why questions. But most of us coming to Star Wars at a relatively young age, the thrill of a lightsaber, lightsaber being cool, that mm-hmm. is the entry point. It certainly was for me. The buzz and the the light and the crackle when two lightsabers hit. I mean, there's been times mm-hmm. in my life of people like, "What? What do you want to see or hear on screen of anything?" It's like I don't care how or why, but lightsabers crackling as they meet. <laughs> like yeah. that thrill is what I wanted. That was one of the things that I said when when I had a friend, you know, in the early two thousands who just like. Uh you you seem to acknowledge some of these flaws of the prequels. Why are you still watching them? Why are you so talking about them? It's like they got lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm drawn to it. Um, so the thrill is definitely there. Uh, and it's still there for me. I still want to see cool lightsaber moves and surprising mm-hmm. ones and and I still pine for ones being sort of choreographed exactly the way that that I really enjoy and that kind of thing, you're shot the way that I, I enjoy and all that kind of stuff that's just about the fun pulp thrill. But I also then do want the why I want there to be, you know, high stakes and I want, you know, the, how this fight turns out to truly change things uh, for the people involved and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think for me, there was this, this journey um, growing up with the original trilogy that it was, it's a, it's a blue lightsaber and it's a red lightsaber or a red lightsaber and a green lightsaber, but it's, it's good and bad. And, And that is true, Mm. but I think it kind of got simplified in, in culture, in some cultural discussions is just Mm. that it's good and bad. And like, yes, it is, but the characters really want different things and the fights mean different things. And sometimes the characters understand what they're fighting for and sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. And all those whys uh, are what makes a, a good lightsaber fight to me, the thrill and
2: those whys. Big whys. Love it. Love it. Big I, wise. I, look, I wish I was seven going, kids, friends, the big why is why we're here. But I wasn't.
1: <laughs> I, I think final thought for me on, on what makes a good lightsaber fight is really, you know, it's easy to say both. But that's to me ultimately what does make a really good lightsaber fight. Because I think there's this wonderful tension in Star Wars between the pulp thrill and the, the deep myth, you know, between the mm-hmm. cool action, between something called Star Wars And a story that advocates for peace and connection again and again, there's an inherent tension in star Wars that I think is what makes it fascinating. And lightsabers sit right at the heart of that. If you're celebrating Jedi who don't want violence, want to bring everybody together who reject revenge. And then kind of the cool thing about it is this blazing blade, (laughs) you know, and that, that it's a symbol to them and they'd rather not use it if they, if they don't have to, um, There's so much about the lightsaber itself that just sits at the heart of the tension of Star Wars. And I think Mm -hmm. that's ultimately what makes a really good lightsaber fight is uh, I'm sitting there watching it and like I kind of just want to go cool, awesome and, you know, act this out on the playground of my mind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I'm also asking why and I'm like, you know, a moment where I can watch a lightsaber fight and and be like, that was the coolest thing ever. That's so awesome. I'm going to rewind it. And watch it 500 times. And also, what a tragedy that it's happening at all.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. At yeah. the exact same time. This fight should have been avoided. That would have been the better <laughs> story. But since it's happening, damn, that's awesome.
2: That's awesome. Nah, love that there. And there's something, a uh, final tag for me might be going, going to the original trilogy point of view right which uh, is just we can't avoid it it's our perspective uh and this i'm not using this against the prequels but I, I i've i've heard that conversation before of uh there's just too many lightsabers in the prequels i'm like well of course look at the era we're at mm-hmm. uh that's what we're studying so i uh, that one doesn't resonate with me as much as i've seen it resonate with other folks but there's something to say about kind of each film had the fight right again mm-hmm. i think the prequels have that but the, that so that just even if i wasn't getting it as a kid it just like this is the fight this it builds to this duel um i think that 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 drove home some of the the stakes even if i didn't fully understand them
1: yeah that it was a part of the finale kind of Mm -hmm. i mean a new hope certainly comes you know at the end of act two arguably uh Mm -hmm. but yeah but the point well taken and i'm really excited to to look at how how they're situated in the story Mm -hmm. as we go through yeah absolutely uh, so, talked a little bit about that very big picture. What makes a great lightsaber fight? The thrill and the depth. Um, for you, Ken, wh- what is just a favorite moment of thrill from any lightsaber fight?
2: Man, did I, I think I wrote down too many for you here? I'll, I'll work through it. First of all, I want to acknowledge something. You, you, it might just it, maybe this was better in the overall picture. But you said, like, you talk about the crackling and the sound of the sabers hitting, and you know when the two blades connect and maybe they don't move right away, and that how many times as a kid did, did you make that sound? You know?
1: <laughs> oh, so many, so many.
2: Yeah. So those are some of the thrills. Absolutely. We talk about the little things. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll start with a big one here. And, and and if if you're okay with me throwing in a couple behind that, Joseph, let me know, but I, <laughs>
1: let's keep ourselves from not doing a full ranked mini episode.
2: Well, I've lost that battle. Um <laughs> I want to I go to Return of the Jedi and Luke charging out to strike Vader and and and, and Return of the Jedi as the music swells remains a favorite. Now I'll say this: over the years, um, it's clearly and it's become and I understand it as a big point of near failure for Luke. Right? There's a lot of mm-hmm. things going wrong for Luke in that scene. But the way it's shot, the way it looks, I kind of measure a lot of other fights to that moment. Um, it is Luke. In his mind, I don't know, maybe trying to be a hero or what his understanding and, but again, giving into, giving into a lot of things, including fear. Um, So we can analyze that and we will when we get to that fight. But that one shot I always go back to as perhaps one of my favorite shots in Star Wars. This is why I still kind of consider this my favorite lightsaber fight. Um, And that moment just put together so... Well, you can almost see why as a seven-year-old kid, as the music swells and Luke jumps out to defend his sister, where I'm like, yeah, that's what you should do.
1: <laughs> You're talking about him stepping from the shadows and he's kind of got it up and out, yes. right? And,
2: yeah, uh, and, and then that that shot of, uh, you know, kind of a long shot with the, their, their two blades. And by the way, the colors yeah. of the lightsabers add a lot to the thrill as well. Um, it's the genius in the design, I guess. Um, and then George going, oh, the blue doesn't stand out against the sky. Give him a green one. And suddenly everything <laughs> changes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's that 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 moment—the no, jumping out—and then the the chorus starts singing. It's that that moment.
1: No, I can I can relate to that. I, I I don't know if I've ever said this on the on the podcast. I know I have talked about my Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker action figure from Return of the Jedi and finding it many times. But one of the things that I was most excited about with that action figure is usually the figure's arms were perfectly straight, but this one, his arm was bent. Mm. And I had all the promo photos of the end of that fight, Vader down on, on the floor and, uh, Luke just hammering, uh, and there's a shot that was in the storybook. It was a trading card, a lot of places where Luke's arms are both up and bent and ready to bring that lightsaber down. And I thought it was so cool that I could recreate that pose Yes, (laughs) with my Luke action figure, the, the hammering down on dad (laughs) pose. (laughs) Uh, and I just bring that up as a, um, yeah, when you're kids, you you pick up on the action and the thrill, and not always the full the full why. But yeah, I agree yeah. with you. That is a that's a thrilling fight.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: All right. So what are what are your runner ups?
2: I'm just gonna run through. Okay. Okay. Um, both Rey grabbing the hero blade moments and Force Awakens and last Jedi. Okay, those those ones. Whether she calls the blade or intercepts a blade after it, it bisects uh, Snoke, love those moments. It might be on your list. We'll talk about them more and more, especially when we get to the fights. Um, so that's a, a bigger moment. Uh, from Episode Nine. I I. I I know I can never convince anyone that doesn't like that movie to like it. I, I know that's, I can't do that. That's, I gotta let that go. But, but Ray and Kylo fighting on the Death Star ruins in the waves. I, I, I sometimes just want to point at that and go, can you at least give me that and say, that's cool when they both jump into the waves and you see the waves <laughs> and the water. I, don't, I just had never really seen that in Star Wars before. And I just really love it. And I just, I just love that fight. There's a lot to it, but like little moments like that kind of make, these uh, big Star Wars, uh, you know, uh, memories for me, if you will, of like, oh, the first time I saw that, I just love that. She leaps and he leaps, and just a great fight in the water. It's something I hadn't really seen before.
1: Oh yeah, and with the huge waves, no, that's up there for just being being thrilling, you know. And that's yeah. a, I think that is an important thing that we'll talk about as we go along about the evolution of mm-hmm. lightsaber fights uh, from all the different perspectives, from the technological perspective, but also the like, um, you know, how to keep them fresh how to represent the character in the story but also just to like here's something you've never seen in a lightsaber fight before here are all the possibilities this great tip of the iceberg ignites (laughs) with the first ignition of a lightsaber and you want to explore that and yeah i know it's for some people like they don't like it because it looks too super powered or whatever but yeah i love the Mm. leaping over the huge crashes of waves It's just thrilling and i and i love um uh, talk about just a moment of thrill it's it's um it's upsetting, too, but the way the music is synced with Kylo hammering down mm-hmm. on Ray's blade, breaking breaking her defenses and breaking her will, mm-hmm. ugh, that that's a thrilling moment. Yeah. <laughs> upsetting, yeah. but thrilling. Upsetting.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, thanks. And the, and the final one, I'll sneak this in, I apologize. Uh, in Cloud City, when when Luke, there's a moment where he kind of strikes Vader, uh, I think, what I, I didn't watch the fight this morning, he hits him in the shoulder and the, he gets the sparks and Vader does that, and gets so pissed and just cuts <laughs> through those pipes. I just have always loved that moment. It's so it's so just uh, I don't know. I feel Vader in that moment like god bleep bleep and cuts the pipes. <laughs> uh there's something about it I've always loved.
1: Yeah, it really is a great moment in, in that fight. I, I've had that thrill because you know, I you know, I I was so pro Luke, and I I wanted him to just be stronger and wanted him to find a way to win, and clung to the even though he clearly loses in Empire Strikes Back, no ambiguity. Yeah. Clung to the cool moments, which we'll talk about when we get to Empire, and that's one of them. Like at least he got that shot in.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, and then, yeah. And then for the negative side of my life, I, I have a, I have a pretty even keel guy, but I have those little bursts of temper. I struggle with that. So that's Vader's me when I like drop something. Like, and I just have a little explosion of <laughs> let me cut some pipes.
1: <laughs> that is like as close as Vader gets to like Homer Simpson stubbing his toe. Right. <laughs> like, all right. But it, it's also just such a great like, OK, I, I'm testing this kid. Oh, he's got he's got some chops, but he's nowhere near what he needs to be. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm I'm winding him down, winding him down. Oh, the little bleep got a shot in. No more. <laughs> yeah. No more. All right. All right, kid. <laughs> yeah a lot going on in that thrilling moment uh totally understand uh you wanting to uh shut out a lot of the thrilling moments um uh, for me i'm I'm just gonna go to the phantom menace this is one uh that is uh i controversial because i know some people love it and some people really don't like it i have a good friend who's like i do not like the kenobi and maul part of the lightsaber fight in the phantom menace it looks like they're dancing it's they're supposed Mm. to be fighting not dancing.
2: Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, Yeah. I was there in about the spring of 2001.
1: And I have never been there. Uh, (laughs) I've seen a lot of dance and some of it's really cool. Really cool. Really good. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. A lot of modern dance. Uh, And I think there's a difference between Kenobi and Maul's fight. There'd there'd be a lot more uh, rolling on the floor if it was modern dance. I rewatched it for this conversation. It's that first phrase. There's a lot going on in the, in the story of it. Uh, there's a lot going on and that's the culmination of this massive three-way lightsaber mm-hmm. fight, but it's, it's the, the very beginning of it, you know, Kenobi bouncing on his heels, ready to go. And part of it is the way it's shot where a large majority of it is just the camera pulled way back and just choreography, like mm-hmm. choreography, but it's the speed of that interaction where uh, it's just these, it there, it is almost to a rhythm. I'm not doing myself any any favors by using the words choreography and rhythm and making people feel like it's not a dance. <laughs> it, it is dancerly, and that's actually, you know, what I like about it. Uh, the, how fast that phrase is, including uh, Obi-Wan blocking behind the back, right? Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. so fresh when you saw it because there's different uh, moves because of the double-bladed lightsaber in full action. But just the speed... Of that uh exchange, but you can still totally track it and the fact that this whole you know opening uh salvo but between them ends with them both spinning away and resetting right like mm. it really mm. is like they just they race out with everything they got and they test one another's moves and then they spin apart and go like, okay, I got I got what this is gonna be, and then they go back at
2: it, yeah, yeah, so um. This is great, by the way, and I don't want to take, I want, I want you to keep explaining this. But as someone who, who I said <laughs> 2001, but like I, I've over the years have had understood that, uh, I don't know, they're too choreographed. I've said that on shows before and everything, but then I've had a couple of people explain to me along the way, and we're, I'm talking 2016, 2017 way, of echoing what Lucas has said before, by the way, of look, these are Jedi and, and Maul, you could say, even Palpatine, Jedi at the top of their game. So it's it's a totally different thing. And And Lucas has said that, and I think once I, once I came to an agreement with that in my soul, <laughs> going back to those fights, it, it it is, it's not, not been a problem for a long time. It, it's been part of the fun.
1: Yeah, no, the, the, the speed and the precision. Yeah. Those are, you know, people who have been training for exactly this since, uh, you know. They were two, three years old, four yeah, years yeah. old. You know, unlike Luke is like nineteen. Like, cool, what's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and in a whole different style of fighting, encountering Vader and all those things. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So that that is one of the I could see that a million times, and I will always be thrilled, and I will mm-hmm. always be interested in seeing more fights that are a film choreographed in film like that, where you can really see full phrases, full interactions of the fight.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: And just in part of it is you and Ewan, Ewan McGregor and Ray Park's performance, but Ewan McGregor in particular, the way he just comes in with that, like, I'm doing this, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I am taking you down. It's thrilling. Absolutely yeah. thrilling. Uh, so we talked a little bit about thrill. I also want to talk about some favorite moments of story in a lightsaber fight, uh, a moment of of true depth told through a laser sword. Uh, what are your moments that are resonant? Uh, not because of the thrill, but because of the meaning.
2: Yeah, yeah go, going again to return of the jedi, I absolutely uh, n- now love it more than ever, but the uh, the even as a youngster, I promise I'm not going to keep saying that the entire uh, time we're talking about this stuff, but it, it's hard not to separate your first couple viewings of it as a kid versus where you look at the, how you look at all of this now. But in return of the jedi, Luke overpowering Vader, those overhand chops, just everything and 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 and, and getting potentially the, the first step to a win cutting off his hand and Vader wheezing on the ground. And this, this monster that's terrified, uh, entire generation of, 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 of <laughs> film goers is so just beaten and, and dare I even say pathetic on the ground. And in that moment of, of, of Luke realizing this is the path of the dark side and it's, it's, it's not a victory to trap. Like I, that, that, that is everything to me. That is, that is such a core of star Wars Beat and moment and and why we're here, um, and I just remember getting that in in Lucas's uh, you know genius uh, Richard Barquand too the director just getting that as a kid again not 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 taking it to the playground and explaining it in eloquent detail but just going his hand his hand Luke's hand the glove here why and why he shouldn't be doing this and I just think it's it's the, to me the, my favorite example if not one of the one of the greatest.
1: Yeah, no, I I love, I I think that is maybe, you know, one of the greatest lightsaber fight moments, especially Mm -hmm. Luke's got that zealous look, breathing, you know, hard and and sweating. And he's got that look of like victory. He he is a little enraptured by it, right? Uh, What I dreamt of uh, for so long, can I just, can I beat this guy and Mm -hmm. and free the galaxy? You know, there's that moment of this is what I thought it was going to be when I started out on this journey, you know? And he's learned more than that. And, 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 you're right to be is as a as a younger person you get it you see the sparks you see Mm -hmm. you know what his hand looks like and it is just the like oh he doesn't want to become a bad person like his dad (laughs) (laughs) and then you go deeper and into all the different ways to reflect it and how it can Mm -hmm. reflect uh real life but it is it is a great great entry point to be to lightsaber fights are thrilling but there's deep meaning uh in them Mm -hmm. as well and you know i've said this before but it is one of the things that really really made me uh want to find a place like force center i didn't really know i was looking for it um but uh, you know this is the early 2010s you know there was a lot of just fun at conventions a lot of people you know wearing star wars shirts and all that which is great which is great Mm -hmm. but i just found people didn't they wanted to make the old jokes yeah. Uh, and they didn't want to engage. And I had a person in particular like, uh, Luke's whiny. He's just whiny. He's not a real hero. And he just throws his blade down. He's whiny. And I was like, please, can we talk about that? And they're like, Nah it's <laughs> like, but that's what I want to talk about. That's what I, the, the meaning, like, I, I want to talk about that. And people were like to my face, literally, no. That's let's let's just keep making stormtroopers miss jokes, you know,
2: it's it's so funny. You're almost 2010s podcasts were already uh, out and about and doing quite well, but almost like you're having a a Goldie Wilson as mayor back to the future moment of like podcasts. I need to start podcasts. Yes. We can discuss this in more depth.
1: Yeah. I mean, I should say like, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. It never occurred to me to do a podcast and then, you know. Uh, life happens and and Mm. wonderful things happen. So, yeah, I think that's a a great moment of of meaning, the end of that fight. Uh, What else you got?
2: A couple other moments to throw out there. And and, the fun thing about this conversation, Joseph, is we are, as we always say here, uh, we'll discuss that a little bit later on Force Center. We literally are going to discuss all these moments later on Force Center. Uh, But Vader and Empire Strikes Back, just that that, kind of toying with Luke, uh, uh, throwing the objects at him is just so visceral, visceral. Luke's overmatched. And it always terrified me as a kid. It was scary to me. The, the wind and Vader and everything, Vader kind of holding mm-hmm. on as he's tossing everything. This is, you know, he tosses the things and, and then one of the items, of course, breaks the window. That terrified me as a kid. And, and, and again, the, the, the simple genius of it. And it's simple. It is direct. It is, it is Luke uh, running off to, to join this fight and being so overmatched. So it works, works on a deeper level, but just as a kid, literally was a horror show of how painful and, and 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 sad it looked just like swing harder swing faster luke come on <laughs> uh, and you just kind of get it and, and story being told uh, in this wonderful beat well yeah the no
1: beat. <laughs> the tragic beat but yeah but like yeah I, even as a kid i kind of got it i was like oh no luke's real outclassed <laughs> yeah. and just like I, I remember being affected as a kid of like um you know, that you would hear it on television. And I think I had kids even say it to me on the playground. Like I could beat you with one hand tied behind my back. And it was totally like the weird space fantasy version yeah. of that. When Vader's just like, I'm not even coming at you with my blade. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah,
1: dude, this isn't even a lightsaber duel anymore. I'm just, I'm just kind of jazz riffing on how I kick your
2: butt. Yeah. Oh, I do it. <laughs> yeah look, I tell you, as a kid, I, I didn't quite connect the the window breaks and that creates, Air and the suction, da, da, da. like I didn't get that. I thought that was the force too. You know, no. I thought like I thought Vader was calling up the storms, calling up the winds. I summoned the winds. Like I was, I was <laughs> terrified of it.
1: Understandable. It's a, it's a terrifying moment of like, oh wow, you didn't understand the true power of the dark side. <laughs>
2: Release the dam. Yeah, and the water taking out the tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Blow the wind. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 did you say one more?
2: Uh oh! Quickly, I just want to uh uh, the Force Awakens fight um with Kylo Ray and Finn to be clear and Mm -hmm. to give them all the credit in the world. Um, that fight is I think in a weird way becoming underrated to me. Uh, I Mm -hmm. wish it was discussed more. I can't wait to get to it. But there's just kind of those little beats. It's maybe a collection of beats where where I kind I kind of describe it as Kylo and Ray both learning her true power and capabilities at the same time <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: and kind of this, oh, 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 and her going, Oh, Oh yeah. Like I, I really love that. I, I can't wait to analyze that a little bit more.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the Finn part of it too, cause it's all part of one big story and everything going mm-hmm. on with uh, Kylo Ben. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of great meaning in that. Yeah. Um, Uh, I think for me, I'll I'll throw two out there. Uh, I know we talk about it a lot, uh, but it's because it's well done. Uh, The Obi-Wan and Maul uh, final confrontation in Rebels, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the, you know, most powerful moments of of storytelling in depth within a lightsaber fight is Obi-Wan changing positions, Uh, you know, starting positions in that fight with Maul you know the you know is an audience member getting the fun like oh he's doing his obi-wan kenobi pose but then seeing him go no no that's not what's needed for this fight and shifting and luring maul like that that recognition of he hasn't changed and Mm -hmm. i can totally exploit the fact that he has not changed uh Mm -hmm. by changing up how i approach this fight you know Mm -hmm. it's really really uh it's such a powerful lesson just that moment about, uh, you know, being willing to change and adapt versus not changing and adapting at all and therefore becoming uh, so predictable as to be almost fatal to yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Literally fatal from all, but, it, and it's all in the the change of stances. It, that's It's all in the, the mm-hmm. pre-lightsabers clashing part of the story.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you're right. You and I have uh, discussed that fight so many times and will again and will in the series. I can't wait to get to it. I'll just say this about that moment. It, it was one of the times... I had to phrase this co- correctly because uh, I don't want to put us up on a on a pedestal. Never bling, believe your own hype, kids. But <laughs> it was just one of the moments where I just, I, met, I, I even friends off air just kind of like felt disappointed by the fight, which is a f- their fair opinion to have, by the way. But it was one of the ones where I was like, e- "But, but have you have you analyzed why the fight is is how it is and the story?" And then and you know, flown about by, I think by the first Rebels Recon YouTube episode, Filoni was explaining it. It Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily a a kept secret and it's on the screen, Uh, but Mm -hmm. it's just one of the first times I I felt the need to just go, no, no, you got to dig deeper sometimes. And and if you do, you might be rewarded. Um, That fight is just, it is everything. It is, it is just so much story in such a small amount of uh, time.
1: Yeah, no, and I get it. If people, I think that that Filoni expertly was aware of uh, people's expectations of a cool big showdown, and I think expertly aware of that tension that we're talking about that the lightsaber mm-hmm. can provide this cool thrill, and you can long for and enjoy long drawn out torturous uh, epic battles. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's not what a Jedi craves or what a Jedi wants. It's a you know, mm-hmm. by the time the lightsaber has to come out, that is you know a bummer, but yeah. you know, in some, in some circumstances it has to be done. Uh, and I, I love that that fight sort of like says, yep, it can be thrilling and this is thrilling in its own way, but this is much more about the idea. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last one I wanted to throw, uh, a, a moment of depth that we've certainly talked about, but, uh, maybe have not uh, obsessed on as much here on this podcast. Um, a moment of storytelling where you learn about the character, you learn about the dynamic. It, it is still thrilling, but it's a moment of storytelling. Um, I'm going to the Last Jedi, uh, and I'm sure there's going to be when we get to Last Jedi. I want to talk about what is the big lightsaber fight, mm-hmm. <laughs> not mm-hmm. duel, uh, but Ray and uh, yeah. Kylo Ben using their lightsabers against the Praetorian Guards. I understand some people don't like it because it isn't a literal lightsabers clashing. It's yeah, but it is the big lightsaber fight, along with uh, Luke and Kylo's confrontation at the end on Crait. But in that fight with the Praetorian Guards, when Rey throws the Skywalker blade to Ben, it's just that it, it tells us so much about Ray. Like there's the straightforward, yeah, we get the plot. She's drawn, been drawn closer to, uh, to Kylo. And she's seen something that makes her believe he's going to, uh, turn to the light side. And, and, you know, as she tells Luke, like maybe if he, he turns, maybe he could be the thing that turns the tide. There's all that, that just kind of straightforward plot mechanic stuff, but how much it tells us about Ray, that this is the blade that she rejected after it called out to her and when it mattered most in the force awakens she put her hand out for it and you know when kylo is raven and raging and it belonged to him it flew to her mm-hmm. and she it, she, she the, the, the saber keeps trying to give itself to her and she keeps trying to give it away right yes. um so there's that whole journey with her feeling like i i yep I, th- this this saber means something uh, to me I, i'm i'm the one who it is asking to use it. I'm the one who's being asked to carry the saber, carry, carry the light side, be an inspiration, all those things. Uh, But just that after this villain raged for it and she won it, that she's willing to just throw it to him to share power. You're right. Mm -hmm. Um, And to save somebody that she has come to care about. It just says so much about Ray that she just without question She doesn't force push that guy away. She doesn't run over with it to try to, you know, stop that Praetorian herself. Mm -hmm. She willingly gives it to Ben in this huge act of trust. And it leads to a super cool moment where he just ignites it quickly. uh, And then leads to a horrible betrayal of that trust that Ray gives. (laughs) But just such a great storytelling moment that Ray is so Mm -hmm. willing to share the power, the legacy, everything that that blade represents with Ben.
2: You, as, as always, well said. But uh, yeah, I love this moment, and, and I love it too because yeah, because the action as uh, uh, Ben or Kylo in that moment, I guess, up for debate well, was in, his, in his soul, but because uh, the, the 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 quick I- I igniting of it through the Praetorian's head uh, elicited such a. Oh, in the theater the first time first couple times I saw it by me and a lot of people around me. Um love that. But it, it, yeah, it, so you can celebrate both indeed. And, and and her shouting Ben, uh all that stuff. I I agree with you so wholeheartedly wonderful moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and it, what what a great uh moment also of uh having fun with the depth in the story and the character that can be seen through these fights and then thrill, a thrill moment, because that's that is damn cool when Kylo Ben just ignites it through <laughs> Praetorian's yeah. eye. Yep. and turns it right off again
2: do you do, do you think cool. do you think she calls out ben and ben goes yeah yeah give me that and he gets to say everything ignites it and he's like oh that was pretty good i'm kylo <laughs> 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 having fun of course but i was thinking that moment like for a second oh yeah oh oh wait no i'm kylo that was that was badass
1: yeah yeah no i mean i think <laughs> i think uh i think he obviously ben is always in there but he's yeah. he's kylo in pretty hard i think in that, yeah. in that scene yeah. ultimately
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so uh, there are many amazing lightsaber moments that are not full-on fights. In this series, we're going to try to, you know, concentrate on the big conflicts. But look, we got Han cutting open the Tauntaun, right? Uh, Luke deflecting the speeder, box sh- speeder bike shots in in, in cutting the Oof. front off of it in Return of the Jedi. One of my Oof. favorite lightsaber things oh, ever. So, so I got Melting the Trade Federation doors, Ray lighting up the cave uh, of the of the Vexus uh, serpent in Rise of Skywalker, uh, Obi Wan removing many a hand in bars. There's tons of great lightsaber uh, moments that aren't full on duels and fights. For you, how much of the magic of a lightsaber is the full on fight, or how much are you fed by all those little moments?
2: I I I love this question. I love this question because it really gets into just some of the what's in your heart, what's on the. What's your gut reaction to a lot of this stuff? So I love all the moments you've mentioned. And I think, I think you're right. They're, 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 their own little uh, splashes of magic. Like particularly I say, like uh, Han using the lightsabers always fascinated me. Uh, number mm-hmm. one, it's a, gr- it's a great trivia answer. It gets asked a lot in the original trilogy. How many people operate a light? And this is one of those, like, you know, do you remember? Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but I, as a kid, uh, again, there I go bringing up my childhood. Right, I get it. Sorry, but I, I always looked at this moment as something special because, like, to even touch one as a kid, uh, to put a lightsaber in your hand, that meant something. So to me, it was like Han gets to put that on a resume, operated lightsaber. Um, because it was. The lightsaber itself was magical. Like I, I, I know I've told the story, but I think it's, it's appropriate to bring it back. Trying to convince some kids uh, as we dished out the roles every every recess, you get to play Luke, you get to pay Han. And and I wanted to, some people, you need Lando for this because we're re- reenacting the skiff scene. And it was like so some of my friends didn't want to be Lando. Uh, We can deal with the deeper (laughs) reasons later on in life, but uh, I was like, no, he, uh, to sell it, I was like, he's got some force powers. He can call a lightsaber to him. And it was like, that was kind of the sales pitch because the lightsaber is so magical and he can, he can use it just like Han got to use it. Right. So that's the kid perspective, but I love it. But all of it does just kind of flow nicely into what is the, the main event, which is. Leading to the big duel, leading to the fight, which is uh, not to, I don't want to focus on the lightsaber as as just a weapon. It's also this important symbol of of peacekeepers in the galaxy. But it is it is a weapon. It is a weapon. And and there's something grand to it. And it's the raised stakes of the duels and and the purpose of them and the reason they're in the story. Um, You know, and and maybe now I don't always see it as a fight, but now I see it as as a stand for something bigger while you're using it. But so all those moments you're talking about, they thrill me. But it's always like, oh, but that leads to what we really have these four, <laughs> which are these duels.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I, f- I feel the same way. There, there are a ton of moments where it's just it it feels like it has this great uh, symbolic power. Right. Mm-hmm, like just mm-hmm. eat, just, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some favorite moments, but just the reveal of where a Saber is, who has it, why. um, the, the Saber dancing in the snow is Luke's reaching out for it, telling us how much he's progressed, you know. Uh, all that stuff is, is vital and cool. And and it's almost like those things for me in Star Wars stories, they're, they're almost like um, a tease.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> a, you're
1: right. They build up the power and the myth of the thing until the moment where it really needs to be unleashed in a big conflict that really matters. That's really going to, going to change things, you know?
2: Yeah. No, you summarized it quite well. You, you're very succinct in what I was trying to stumble through to explain, but like, yeah, like, it's like that's cool. Han has one, but can he fight with it? Like it, it does all. It is. It is. It's. It's the. It's the preview for the main event.
1: Yeah, the preview for the main event. Even more succinct. And I agree with you. It was. It was uh, crucial to me in my uh, just mind wanderings as a young person about Star Wars that Han uh, used the lightsaber at all. I think I probably, I don't remember it specifically, but I think I probably fought with my brother about whether or not Han even knew where the, the on button was, <laughs> you know, if a yes. force user could even use it. And, and like, I, it, you do see it in this different light where it is this mystical symbolic thing and Han's like, it's a big knife. I can use a big knife.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. But I'll tell, I got to tell you, you know, may, maybe you out there listening, don't believe me, but I'm, I am not lying. Even as a kid if if I had an action figure where the lightsaber lightsaber could be put in their hands so I'm not talking about the telescoping ones from days gone by but I you you know I didn't put that lightsaber in just any figure's hand you had to earn it
1: yeah I mean zuckus can't be running around with a lightsaber no. that's bonkers.
2: What are you talking about? like a gamorian garb of that no which is why i gotta tell you this is great you've something. Un- i even sometimes like um the scar squadron in the comics which i do like um as a bunch of stormtroopers, specialized unit one of them has a saber and that pisses me off not because i think it's a bad uh, decision from the storytellers but i'm always like you didn't earn that man you're like Han cutting over a tauntan cutting open a tauntaun. you you didn't earn that you didn't earn that and it drives me a little crazy in a fun way
1: Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And there is always that question of like, yeah, it can be used. um, But like another great example of uh, uh, great rebel stuff of Sabine absolutely being in lots of Mandalorians wielding the dark Mm -hmm. saber, but needing to have respect for it, needing to have a relationship and an understanding of it to truly wield it um, is it's powerful. Yeah. And when somebody picks picks up a saber without understanding it or respecting it, like maybe they can slash and hack a little bit, but it's not the same thing.
2: Yeah. So funny. Great question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. We, we talked about it a bunch, but I, I think for me, I do love all those moments and they make the big fights and the duels, uh, m- more, uh, uh, weighty cause, cause they get us excited for them. But I think there is something about the idea of a duel that gets to the heart of, of star Wars, right? The, mm-hmm. the samurai influences and the, uh, uh, even the Western influences, you know, it's mm-hmm. blades, not, you know, pistol and pistol, but it gets to, uh, samurai western uh the arthurian uh myths you know the really the roots of this is a weapon but mm-hmm. it is a symbol and yeah. what are you going to choose to do with it um and particularly if you're one of the the heroes who recognize that it is a weapon but it's a weapon with meaning some of its greatest meaning is you know when do you find yourself in a moment where you feel it absolutely must be used? And there's something about the duel that gets to the absolute heart of that. There's moments where it can be like, "That's a practical tool." Luke cutting open the the uh, the belly of the AT-AT to throw the detonator mm-hmm. in. Great, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. When he when he raises it to fight his father, it's it's a weapon of myth with great mm-hmm. meaning. Uh,
2: absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So
1: any I know I rattled through a bunch of these examples where it's a maybe a short conflict or maybe the saber is being used as more of a tool. But is there uh, any other big non-fight moment that really speaks to you?
2: I I go to the one of the biggest you you did kind of mention, but but the Cantina hand slice from Kenobi. uh, It it mesmerized me, still does, and there's there's obviously great purpose on it. You know, behind it, Kenobi will do what he must to defend Luke. A lot of that's played out a lot in storytelling. We we see that time and time again, right? Um, But The fact that, fact that he did it right. The fact that he's just like out and about. Yeah, I got a saber. Um, it, it's interesting to examine Kenobi at that point in that point in his life uh, because there, I think there's some fair questions of well, why did he do that? Would he have done that five years ago? Would he would have been afraid to do it? We're now learning nine years ago where he was uh, with a relationship with the lightsaber out mm-hmm. in the desert. So now that he has it, is there something like um, the, the this final stage of the journey has begun? I can't hold anything back. I am who I am. I am uh, you know General Kenobi on my final mission, and 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 this saber's coming out, right? Like I so uh, you. Can look at that now and analyze it, but just then, just the act of it and the way he kind of looks around, like anyone else, lightsaber goes back down. Like it was just something powerful and, and and just downright Star Wars cool about that moment.
1: Absolutely, I mean that is one of the vital lightsaber moments, and I am I'm really curious to see if it is going to be discussed more given Obi Wan Kenobi. But I really do love that moment as as obviously it makes sense at the time mm-hmm. that the film was made. You got to work the lightsaber in, you got to show people how it. How it works practically that you're not supposed to disappear <laughs> yeah, yeah. when you get cut with it, uh, as I misunderstood as a kid. Um, so it's got a lot of practical, you know, reasons. But in the modern context of Star Wars, I do love it as Obi-Wan going, you know, the twins are coming together. They're taking their first steps <laughs> into yeah. the big galaxy. The Jedi are coming back. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> right out in the cantina in front of everybody there you go very powerful Uh, i think for me uh, some of the greatest lightsaber moments is just like non-fight moments is just the the power of them being rediscovered reawakened um Mm -hmm. i will always remember from the force awakens you know you heard ray hearing those whispers and she was heading down to the basement and you know the way the shot is kind of tracking around uh as the the little curio box opens and mm. i remember just thinking in my head like it's in there it's in there it's in there like the joy of mm. just seeing that hilt. that mm. moment was really powerful for me yeah. um and going to the modern kenobi going out to the desert with a little shovel <laughs> oh, <laughs> and with some man. reticence but knowing he needs to digging it up and seeing both blades right yeah. the yep. the past and the baggage of the past and the future. He doesn't know is necessarily going to come to pass yet, but we don't all buried in the sand and re-emerging. So damn cool.
2: I uh, really love that. Great call. Mm. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, Can could I, could I sneak in one that, oh, that doesn't happen that I've thought about for so many oh, years. Sure. Um, Han unable to reach Luke's lightsaber while they're in the Ewok net. <laughs> for years of like, well, what if he gets it? Does he? Does he accidentally slice Chewy's thumb off? Like he's at a bad angle. Like, well, how does this work? And, do, oh, yeah. and isn't isn't the end result the same thing that happens with, with R two? So you know, they, would they be grumpy at Han for doing that? I don't know. I just I love that moment. Han, can you reach my lightsaber? Because even because yeah. even yeah. Luke's like. I got this weapon that's also a tool.
1: <laughs> Can you reach my extremely cool uh, space fantasy pocket knife? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love thinking through that. And maybe that's why R2 just got to It's like, I, I don't, I don't, I, I have respect for that man solo, but I do not want to be in a net with him while he has a lightsaber. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right, so that is a little bit of an overview of uh, some of our meaningful moments, uh, thrilling moments, how we feel about what lightsaber fights are all about, uh, and the moments that aren't lightsaber fights. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to dive into the original Clash of Blades in
0: Star Wars. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. All right,
1: we are back and we are going to dive into the lightsaber battles of Star Wars by diving into the original fight between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. Uh, in the film, we've, we've seen some lightsaber stuff in the original film, Star Wars, later A New Hope. Uh... We've uh, seen Luke being given the saber and all of the wonderful dialogue about it. We've seen Obi-Wan defending Luke in the cantina. We've seen Luke training on the Falcon. But then there is the fight, the duel, the first chronological release order clash of sabers. Uh, Ken, what are your current feelings on this fight and have they changed over the years here your assessment, your relationship with the original lightsaber duel.
2: Uh, always loved it, but uh, I think my my love for this fight has grown because I've almost um, grown defensive of the fight. If that makes any sense. Uh, really I,
1: I am with you. I'm very mm. defensive of this fight. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, if you you make a fan film, you don't erase the heart. Never mind. All right, different conversation. Um, don't erase the heart of the scene. But um, so I. I but also this, I want to fully acknowledge and understand that. The action probably doesn't hold up. Uh, I get it, and it's like hand, handing a, a forty-five of uh, "She Loves Me" to uh, a young uh, young person and going, "Now this, the Beatles changed the world with this," and you going, "What? <laughs> that?" I totally get it. I totally get it. it, it mm-hmm. It's, it's remove uh, some of the, the context uh, and you just see things for what they are. Uh, it was, everything was meant to get bigger and better than this. Everything was uh, by empire. Luke Lucas is already like, we're going to do this even bigger and bolder. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. But I, I have always loved it. I think it is a, the, you know the 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 loss of Ben Kenobi is really powerful. Uh, no matter when you watch the story, and it is this great lesson that we have to learn from it. There's some great story behind it. There's enough, to, you know, a lot there to analyze for for the decision and Kenobi's path and Luke and Leia, all that stuff. But it, it it's 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 a lesson of of on this journey, you're going to experience some death, and you must go on. You must run, mm-hmm. Luke, run. I really, it's really part of the, uh, something I've taken with me my whole life. So it was always sad. It's still sad, uh, though there's some peace and purpose in it. And that's only continued to grow in power, which is why I think my Mm -hmm. love of this fight has gone on on, on and on and on, including again, you and I will acknowledge we are recording this uh, before the finale of of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. But I think that's only going to add even more context to it. The series so far has added more context to it that just makes it more powerful on an emotional level, not just a story level.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, you know, even just coming off of uh, of part five, which I, I felt, and, and I know you did too, mm-hmm. Ken, which is so much just about Vader's psychology of needing to be the master. It already makes the beginning of this fight where he's just, I've always loved that shot where Vader's just standing there, Waitie. you know, no theatrics, Blade already out, yes. ready to go, just waiting to give me one more chance, old man, to prove that I'm the master. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. it already has more weight. I,
2: you got me excited. I, again, I, I, um, I accidentally rewatched New Hope this week, which is so because in getting ready for this episode, I wanted to watch the fight again. And then it. I just I, I press re- I, I just watched the whole movie and all leading up to this moment when it, it I don't think I've clearly I understood stood it and paid attention to it. But I think now more than ever, the fact that Vader is there with the lightsaber out just going, we're doing this um, means more to me now than it has over the years. Really? does. Yeah. Really not
1: does. hunting down the, you know, escape, the uh, valuable prisoner.
2: <laughs> he doesn't no. care about the plans. He doesn't care about that Falcon. He does later on, all that kind of stuff. He's got a lot of reports to file on why he messed up. And he's got the tracker thing in his back pocket. We're going to talk about that stuff in a yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, fair moment. enough. He's got the tracker, but yeah, but it's but, just but, all but, about, like, I got to mm, face him.
2: He's got, yeah, he does because he doesn't. Yeah, I love it. I love that <laughs> Kenobi turns, because you see him and then he ignites, but then it's just like, already there. Mm.
1: Yep. Already there, ready to go. Yeah, um, we're gonna talk more about each fight as we go. The kind of the, the realities of filmmaking that we think about when we watch the fight. And yeah, there's no bones about it. Star Wars that came out in 1977 in blew people's minds, including. Uh, the lightsaber with the limited technology they had to figure out and make it work. You know, this Mm -hmm. star Wars is an amazing example of a, we're reaching for something slightly beyond our grasp and we're trying to make it happen, but it obviously happened enough to fire people's imagination and the leap Mm -hmm. in in lightsaber technology from a new hope to empire strikes back is uh, one of the larger leaps in cinema history, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So I truly get that if you're, you're coming to it, you know, if you're a prequel kid, you grew up with the prequels and that fast fighting and that epic battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And you've never seen, you know, your parents are showing you, showing these to you in order. And then you get here and like, what? I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. but coming from the perspective that I had, you know, it was kind of this wonderful mystery. Cause I didn't really remember seeing a new hope. And it, I only, th- this lightsaber fight existed in trading cards and frozen images and storybooks. Right. Right. Um, and then I was just obsessed with that lightsaber fight in Empire Strikes Back. And I remember in particular for a while, I believe when we lived in Brooklyn Center, which is a suburb of Minneapolis in Minnesota, uh, we would go to the library and, uh, I love the library because it had a second floor that had a big opening. And I always imagined that was the Death Star.
0: <laughs> it was yeah.
1: like it had the big opening in the floor It's kind of a, you know, different shape, uh, like the, the one that Falcons parked by, but, um, they would have the, you could, I, I never did it or found out how to do it, but uh, kids could, you know, check out the AV setup, and there'd be like two kids with giant headphones, I'm sure, you know, passing various things from kid to kid, I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> hygienic, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have the big headphones on, and you couldn't hear it, but every time I watched, went to this library, kids would be watching Star Wars, mm. and uh, almost every time, I think the Kids figured out how to fast forward or ask librarians to, they were almost always watching this fight.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So I have this real unique, uh, like, memory of like, this was this, you know, uh, inaccessible fight that I could only sometimes get by going <laughs> to the Brooklyn Center Library and hoping some other lucky kids were watching <laughs> this and I could look at it. I couldn't <laughs> hear it, but I could at least yeah. look at it, you know? That's great. Uh, so I loved it. And then as I, you know, uh, got older and watched it a lot on VHS and compared it to The Thrill of Empire and, you know, the scale of uh, Jedi. And like, yeah, 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 it's it's fine. It's small. And, you know, I've made uh, jokes about it uh, over the years. And then, you know, the contrast between the prequels and uh, and this fight. And I think I had the like, well, what are you going to do? It's technology. It's, you know, mm. it's time. It's, you know, things change. It was, you know, made in this order and all that. Uh, But in the last couple of years, it just that all that dropped away, and it just this fight is just about character. Mm -hmm. And um, watch, I watched it again today after we recorded our episode of uh, the Kenobi Report about uh, part five. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it was filmed today, I don't know that I would change that much, because this Mm -hmm. is the last fight between these old enemies and yeah Vader is is powerful and you know he could be pushing Kenobi with the force and throwing things at him uh, but to me it's just grown into it's this thrilling little chess match you know they're just yeah. they're both just feeling each other out and it is smaller in scope and you know Vader is not being hyped up as this super powerhouse but Obi-Wan feels about exactly where he should like mm-hmm. kind of just keeping Vader busy Kind of just staying alive, kind of just, you know, kind of teasing and testing him to keep Mm -hmm. him busy. And I feel like that is what's going on in the fight. And once I really embrace it on that character level, all the stuff about the time it was made and the technology uh, falls away. And I just find it incredibly thrilling. It's small and specific and powerful.
2: So, yeah, this is uh, – got some great questions coming up. I, I I almost want to pull a lot of my answers and dump them into this bucket. Um, <laughs> you, you and I are in, in line on this. And, again, acknowledging – I mean, again, I saw Return of the Jedi first. So imagine going from that and going back to this movie that I was one when I saw my parents' Volkswagen van have no memory of. And like you, it lived in pictures. And to go back from Return of the Jedi to New Hope, it felt smaller then because it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is smaller. Um, I think so much of that is intentional and we'll get to that here in a second. I have some thoughts on that, but I, I, I'm I'm really with you on, on uh, the thrill of it and the purpose behind a lot of the action there. I, I think it becomes more clear as you really focus on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that it is, um, yeah, it, it, it makes sense to me that they are not, they're not in a place in life or in their relationship to be doing flips and ripping panels off the wall and throwing them at each other i just kind of feel like mm-hmm. that's not emotionally uh where i want those characters to be you know like yeah, i get it yeah. this is that this is that tension is always between the thrill and the meaning of like yeah it, it it's a thrilling fight to me if you really engage in the emotions so in fact let's talk about that uh let's talk about the stakes for these characters what do you think is at stake why are they fighting uh what is victory for each of them
2: yeah. What, what, what is victory? Such an important question. Um, that, that was a big theme in episode five, right. Of Kenobi, of the Kenobi show. Um, so for Vader, it's just the, the, the idea of victory, but it's, you know, so there's a lot of things it's that play a look at it, you know, this hole in his soul that, that he feels would be feels it would be filled by Killing Kenobi, he, he, he wants the plans. You yeah, we mentioned there's the tracker and he's got that trap in place. I think he's concerned. He's been shamed by Imperials. You know, you lost the plans, you goof. So that's definitely <laughs> a concern for him. But I, I go back to the early scene, uh, earlier scene with Tarkin when he's t- telling Tarkin, hey, he's here, you know, I, I feel it, um, and and by the way, he doesn't say I haven't felt this for 19 years and two months and three weeks. He doesn't say <laughs> anything. He just says last time we met. But it's so fascinating to me that he he he's he knows escape isn't Kenobi's plan. So to me, what he 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 want? It's all about power and domination, and and, and none of that will fix anything for Vader. We we know this, but this fuel. This is where it fuels in some of the stuff you were saying earlier, Joseph. He knows. He says. He acknowledges. He has no no thoughts of escaping so uh either Kenobi thinks he can defeat me but I think in the back of Vader's head he knows I'm I'm gonna win at this point so he go he goes out there lightsaber already ignited and I think that's a little bit of why he might come across as trepid trepidatious if you're looking at the the the, the fight compared to the other ones I think mm-hmm. there's some I, I don't want to add too much now versus what was then but I think there's a little bit of like what's he planning
1: Sca- I agree with that very much.
2: Yes. So uh, what's he got in his back sleeve, uh, back pocket <laughs> and under up his sleeve and his back sleeve, which is another th- piece of clothing. Um, <laughs> sorry there. My, my word enchilada is uh, shooting out everywhere again. Um, I think
1: that should be a, a new phrase at fourth inner. What's he got up his back sleeve
2: yeah. or, or word breed. I got a word breed is what I got. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, so that, that, that that's why when you, when you said, I, I don't know if you, ch- I'd change much if I reshot this. I agree with that 100% because I, 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 I think For him to go, like, escape isn't his plan. I got to go face him. But, like, yeah, we know he wants to win and kill Kenobi. But, like, what? Uh, And then when he does win, Vader is bested even in the victory. And uh, that stunned reaction to the vanishing uh, 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 and and then being blocked off from the Falcon. It's like he's like, I won. Oh, wait, what's this? Oh, and the other thing I want, I can't even get to. Uh, He he won, but immediately knows Kenobi is still the teacher. Just immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah I, no I change that
1: yeah no i I totally totally uh, agree, and I think uh again, it's interesting for us to be recording this now because that the yeah. whatever that final confrontation is, um maybe we'll put even more nuance in this fight or or even slightly different perspective um I'm so anxious to see and so lucky you in the future who are listening right now <laughs> um but yeah, no, I think I think as it stands, it Vader is in it for domination, for vengeance, but more than anything. Uh, for proving his own power to himself right he is yeah. stomping around the galaxy and on a physical level pretty much nobody can stop him but even in this this film he's frustrated that with all this power there's still things in the way right i mean mm-hmm. that uh, leia is going around doing the, the the bidding of the rebellion and he kind of can't mm, he's taking risks you know yeah, yeah. uh to to you know, and he's even yelling. There'll be no one to stop us this time, right? The Senate, it, the mm. red tape of the Senate is still the the political maneuvering of the Senate is still a problem that it gets wiped out mid film. But it, for from the perspective of Vader, it's still like all this problem, and I and I lost those plans. I slaughtered everyone in that hallway, and it was cool, <laughs> and the ship still got away. You know, yeah, yeah. and I tracked it here, and it still got away. That, that grasping for power, but particularly this relationship with his old master, right? I, mm-hmm. I think that's just mm-hmm. so much what chapter five of Kenobi was about is Vader what's at stake in, for Vader in this fight is proving to himself that he is the master. And I think in that there's also the like, okay, I, I, and my inquisitors have slaughtered most of the Jedi. There may be some dregs out there. Yeah. Uh, Kenobi the last big one, whatever, who, who, who knows what they think about Yoda. Vader does not show any knowledge or any hangups. You know, Vader does not spend any time in the original trilogy going, and also Yoda. <laughs> it's In fact, he seems very ignorant of the possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Kenobi also represents, like, this is the last spark of rebellion mm-hmm. of the Jedi. And if Vader can slice that out, then he can slice out Anakin too, right? He yeah. can slice out that last uh, spark of something else. You know he can dominate Kenobi, and Vader can dominate Anakin. If if Kenobi falls, and I think even though he does have that moment at the end, which we'll, we'll talk about, uh, of of I think he kind of wins the battle. He tries to spin it that he that he did right when he's got that conversation with Dark. And like, it's yeah. a great day at seeing the end of a Kenobi. And in the back of the mind, he has to be like, bleep was that about him disappearing? Is it really? <laughs> you know, like he clearly has no idea. He doesn't know what what happened right yeah, uh, yeah. but it's gotta it's gotta you know make him just paranoid that there's still something going on with kenobi
2: <laughs> did you drop this cake when you were cooking it no 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 no. it's good <laughs> have it have it. um yeah well to me is it might be the uh uh correct me if i'm wrong it, it just kind of you know this big giant steak is truly the spark of hope in the galaxy i think that's everything i really think that's what they're fighting over like whether yeah. they know it or not i think kenobi yeah. does know it i think that's what our next part of this question is but
1: yeah a- Absolutely, yeah. So, so v- for Vader, it is domination. It's proving to himself that he's the master and in, uh, in snuffing out all sparks <laughs> yeah. uh, from Anakin I- internally, uh, from the rebellion, all of it, uh, in finally proving his power, and then he'll be happy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for for Obi Wan for Ben Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi, um, this is what's so fascinating about this fight is it it, it, it when you are watching. A, a new hope it, it, in the context of a new hope it, this isn't really vader or kenobi's story this is this is a little side drama in the story of luke and han and leia right yeah. um but then with the context of of the prequels and all the other st- storytelling it 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 you know it takes on this it, it's the end of their journey right uh yeah. this movie is the beginning of the next generation and the end of the of the older generation uh mm-hmm. in, in some respects for for obi-wan um but i think for him it is he it's about responsibility right uh i I feel like on a practical level it's you know distract vader uh because if if his focus goes to anything but me there's a huge risk of him uh harming or discovering the twins or both right Mm -hmm. um so i think it's just responsibility that this is what is needed of me Mm -hmm. but i also think there's just like such acceptance of his destiny you know the way he tells Luke that you know he and Luke's destiny uh, are along different paths you know it's not like he's like planning from this from the day he wakes up right Uh, like maybe he senses something in the forest but like when they first get captured by the tractor beam he's like turning around he's not like no this is right you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but I think once he gets there once he knows like Luke and Leia are about to be reunited He needs to get the tractor beam free so they can get out of there, have some hope. He knows Vader's on the station. He knows Vader senses him on the station. And I think that's when, when he leaves Mm -hmm. that control room and tells Luke, you know, our destiny lies along different paths. Mm -hmm. I think at that point for him, he's like, I've trained for this. I know that I can still be of service. I can still watch over Luke. Even if I, take the step away from the mortal plane to the next adventure. I think he is going there with just this no point in trying to evade the conflict. Mm-hmm. I definitely have to keep him busy. Um, but he is going into that fight, I think ready to move on. So he is heading into that fight with it, that fight with his victory condition is uh, keep him busy. Mm-hmm. I can't lose. There's no, no personal risk to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well said. I, I had put a note of, uh, you know, I don't know what point of the adventure Ben realizes this is it for me uh, and that we'd have to ask him, but I, I really do think you kind of <laughs> answer that because, uh, yeah, it's totally a stall. It's totally getting the twins together. By the way, there's some beautiful stuff I've seen out there of, you know, he looks over and sees uh, Luke and Leia running. And and now because of the, 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 the additional context of the Kenobi show, uh, you know, hey, they're together. I've done my job type of vibe. I, I would not counter that at all, um, and and run with that and say, hey, I don't know. Uh, Lucas didn't even know Leia was the sister at that point, so it's it's how it's how Alec Guinness played it. Mm -hmm. Um, which is also why I keep, it's a, it's a, it's a drama I keep banging around here. The, the, the genius of Guinness's performance is the, the amount of tip of the iceberg storytelling he bakes into every beat of Kenobi. We Mm -hmm. have this additional storytelling that, that you can make, uh, add to it and make it all work in a, in in a, in a great way because of those moments. So when he does look over, I, I can accept it now that he's like, my job here is done. But anyways, um, I digress a bit there. I think you're right. He, he, know he knows that Vader hasn't changed. And, and, and maybe that's part, I don't think he's going to suddenly Vader's going to take out his, hold out his hand and say, please, you know, pray with me and let's re- redeem myself or anything here. But, you know, here's that fight. I think he's testing him a little bit too, just to make sure he's the same guy I left. He's the same guy I know. And, and I've got, i the, the, I'm going to get the true victory here. And he knows that and he knows that and everything yeah. about it is just holding on until it's time for me to go. Yeah and, and there is tension
1: in the actual fight and he he's, he's got like some great like uh wide open alarmed eyes cuz i think there it really is like a you know again we'll see what happens in in their final fight but there there is a sense of like yeah no he's he's uh he's powerful he Oh uh, they, yeah that blade i'm blocking his blows but i am feeling that re- reverberating up my you know just t- double sun baked old body <laughs> <laughs> and you know i am you know, new forms of arthritis are being invented in my limbs right now. Every time he yeah. cracks his blade against mine, he is, he is powerful. Well, and the, I need, I, I he physically, no, I think this is part of the reason I wouldn't uh, change anything. Physically, Vader could beat him 87 times in a row, physically. And that's not yeah. what this fight is about for Ben, it, it, for Kenobi. It's just keeping, keeping him, him busy, staying in the fight long enough to know that, that Luke and Leia are where they need to be.
2: That, that, that's it. Because he, if he dies too early... It, it's it's over vader stomps on in there and 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 keeps all Han chewy all of them he keeps the falcon there uh he, he doesn't need the tracker at that point maybe he, again maybe you could argue they want him to escape leia certainly thinks so it's been used before i get that but we'll never know because kenobi did his job he held on long enough that's that's part of the risk that's part of those eyes being wide open oh bleep He's, he could get me now and then we got more props.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't mean to suggest that he's just super Zen. I think he's, I think he mm-hmm. is yeah, right. Zen about his, uh, uh, you know, final fate, but a, a part of the, uh, the motivation is that, that responsibility, that distraction, keeping the next generation safe in mm-hmm. some ways this is what I've been, you know, training to do for a long time. And I, and I got to stay in the fight long enough, uh, to make this happen.
2: That's the risk. And, and, that's the risk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I do love that it is just, um, uh, th- th- this weird Star Wars poetry with Episode Three. That Episode Three is this fast-paced, you know, lava-baked, mm-hmm. brutal fight. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just it's it's the, the psychology that wins, right? He kind of knows that I just need to get a better position, and uh, Anakin is gonna overestimate his his power and his need to win. And I, you know, that I, you know, Kenobi defeats him in flames and fury and horrific, violent, severed limbs. Yeah. And this time is it's the peaceful version of that, of like even to the point where like he tells him, right, the famous line of, you know, I'll become more powerful uh, than you can possibly imagine. He straight up tells him, hey, Anakin buddy, <laughs> after right. all these years, I still know something you don't and you still don't understand what's at stake in the fight other than power domination. And I'm telling you to your face yeah, that you don't know what's going on. And I think it's a great tactic because I think it just makes Vader... You know, more anxious i'm like what don't i know this time how's yeah. he how's he gonna get me this time and i and i i watch this fight and like uh obi-wan kenobi won this fight no problem when you look at what is the fight truly about invader mm-hmm. got nothing
2: yeah he got the, uh, a stat in the back of his baseball card that equals nothing <laughs> yeah hmm
1: yeah mm-hmm. um so I want to talk a little bit about the environment, because that's something that's come up in in recent discussions of like uh, how people rate lightsaber fights of like, is the location cool? Uh, How does the environment of this fight help tell the story or contribute to the thrill factor? This is an awesome place to fight.
2: It drives home the the point that this is uh, it's claustrophobic for Kenobi. Uh, there, there's everywhere you look, there's a wall, a door, a chasm. Something gonna something's keeping him there, right? There's no escape, and and he already I feel knows that based on what you and I have been talking about. But it just as as a viewer, you're like it. It just the the weight of it is crushing. This is where you're at, and it's tough to get out. And you got to find it maybe a different way. Again, he's he, he's seeking a different kind of victory. But I, I think that works. I think I think uh, I I love it that it's in this. Um, distinct hallway you know mm-hmm. it's an access it's an access corridor we're fighting behind the kitchen um <laughs> it just has always worked because uh it isn't out in the open it, it isn't the lava it isn't the water on uh you know uh, rise of skywalker It not any of that stuff it is simple straightforward and claustrophobic
1: <laughs> i love thinking of it as the back hallway they're like hey if we <laughs> open this door we'll be into the green room uh for the cosplay competition before you go down on stage because you're in the back of a uh, hotel <laughs>
2: trust me I've had, I've had a few confrontations in in, in mall corridors so they're, 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 uh, they're there's, there's something special, so yeah. You, they, you <laughs>
1: you've had it. The uh, Terminators had it in Terminator 2. Jack Bauer many times. Hey, it's hey, a, it's, hey. it's a violent place.
2: The outside of, not the inside of Terminator 3, but that outside was my mall. That chase was my mall. Wow, yeah.
1: Yeah. nice, nice. Uh, you can have a fun day in Los Angeles going to the various malls that added yes. up to that fight, right? Yes, there's quite a uh, few. Yeah, but I love I love that it is just it's it's cold and sterile, right? And it is mm-hmm. sort of like it, this is the in imperial space. These are the kind of spaces that Vader lives in now. Mm-hmm. Rigid, mechanical, cold. Uh, you yeah. know, ab- Absolutely aesthetically pleasing and interesting to us as an audience, but but from Kenobi's perspective, it's just like uh, it's kind of a perversion of the kind of spaces they spent time in as brothers during the clone wars mm-hmm. and i would imagine for kenobi too of like hey hey, i remember that uh that lighting scheme <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that decoration that door shape uh that was everywhere in those ships that we fought on in the clone wars when we were brothers when we in hindsight shouldn't mm-hmm. have been fighting uh so thinking about it from kenobi's perspective like yep this is this is where it ends kind of in the house vader belt this Cold, ooh. sterile, mechanical space.
2: Yeah. Oh, but but. Ooh, ooh, ooh uh, raising, <laughs> raising my hand. I'm raising my hand. Um, um I love that because again, it's this te- technological terror. That, by the way, you know, we know Vader has some issues with that, but it's the Empire, and and you know, that can't stop Kenobi. No matter what you build, that's no moon. It's a space station. Doesn't matter. I'm getting the victory here. So I do love the the image of that.
1: Yeah, I do. <laughs> I love Kenobi looking at an Imperial facility and going, "I can sneak through that." yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't built a facility. I can't sneak through yet. Um, this is just a little total headcanon detail. It was something that that came up when I, I was uh, working on a, a, this sort of one-person Kenobi's life show that I've mentioned a couple times that uh, a wonderful actor, James Arnold Taylor, was interested in, so I had a great time playing with those ideas. I, I was trying to think through this fight, you know, like really practically, like what kind of detail would make it feel real? And it was a total headcanon thing, I love the idea that Obi-Wan's robe is still so encrusted with Mm. the sands of Tatooine. He's walking on those nice clean Imperial floors and somebody's coming through going like, where's this sand coming from? And like the, the Vader's stomping on that robe and there's like a little plume of that sand that is a symbol of his, you know, painful childhood, gritty organic mess on the nice clean Imperial floors. Uh, uh, There's nothing in the film. I haven't Mm. zoomed in and said yes. There's sand there. Like it's is total headcanon stuff. But I think about that a lot.
2: I love that. I love that Vader just calling for what, what, whatever the version of Opeep it is, this era (laughs) of the Empire.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, we're going to talk about this every time we talk uh, uh, about a fight, and maybe as we go on, there won't be as much to say. But definitely early on here, what sort of realities of filmmaking do you think about when you watch this fight? when you watch it from a more technical eye, uh, what mm-hmm. kind of things do you think about?
2: Look, I, I guess it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be all over the place here. I'll warn you right now. Um, <laughs> look, you look at, I think one of the conversations that's happened for years is, is, ah, the age, the age of the actors, you know, prowls wasn't super old by the way, but also Bob Anderson's in there and everything like, Here's here's my thought of this. Yeah, you could look at the limitations of the time, the way they shot it, the the the, the, the blades, how they were constructed, and how were they gonna you know rotoscope and now that we're gonna make it look, there's some technical things that You're trying might,
1: to make it glow in yeah. reality in camera. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was tougher. So there's a lot of that jumps out at you, it still does. Um, but look, you could have easily brought in younger stunt people or, or had, uh, who's, what's his name? Uh, Diamond Craig, is it Craig Diamond? Uh, it's a stunt guy. He's the Tuscan Raider also as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, you I will look
1: up his name, but yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Bring someone in there and, 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 go all over the place. But I got to tell you, this question's great for this fight because the reality of this, this goes back to your idea of, I don't know how much you, you change if you reshoot this. Eh, maybe there's a little bit more speed to the actual fight. But um, this is the type of duel Lucas wanted in my mind. And and there's quotes you could probably pull to to back that up. It's a little heavy. It's plotting. It's it's more of a, I don't know, broadsword fight. I'm not a trained sword fighter. My fiance is. I'll ask her. Uh, You and I talked about the feeling around of each other. I, I fear Vader's got a little fear in the back of his mind. It's a classic duel. And by the way, for the record, if you watch it again, it's not as slow as you might remember. Mm-mm. The strikes, especially at the beginning, have a lot of force to them. You're talking about Kenobi's wide open eyes, but there, there's some force behind it. And 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 I think it, fight doesn't get that kind of credit for it. I think you can focus on some of the other little moments where the lightsabers look a little different because the technology is different. Um, mm-hmm. Where you're, you're uh, looking at what is it, a 63, 64 year old Alec Guinness, which, by the way, ain't that old, especially mm-hmm. now, maybe more than um, you might. It, it, it's sometimes where it's I don't want to say it's a false narrative that's ha- happened over the last few decades but it's not all true i think a lot of it was intentional i think this is what lucas wanted he knew this is the kind of fight fight he wanted even though he had some limitations on how to execute yeah
1: no absolutely it's a very samurai fight it is a you're yeah. reading your opponent and you're seeing the move that they're going for and you're blocking them and you're trying to make them second guess the move that you're going to do it, it is pretty fast that you know all a lot of the love of lightsabers came from this. I mean, obviously it's, it's Luke training remote and the mm-hmm. the great hut of exposition where he first ignites it. And all the quotes about the lightsaber fired people's imagination. But you know, when we talk about the thrill of the two blades crackling together, this is where it started. And yeah, the the crackle in the tension between the blades, it's there and there is a lot of speed, but a lot of it I think is, is the way it is framed, right? There are a mm-hmm. lot of relatively tight shots where you yeah. kind of can't see they're, they're not, you know, and, and Kenobi's one spin is kind of slow, <laughs> you yeah, <laughs> know, but it's, it, it, to me, it's a little bit about the, the, the tightness, the framing
2: mm-hmm. of the battle. Yep. and I, Yeah. I, mean, I think you're right. I think maybe, you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You pull back a little bit. And like I said, there could be a little bit more overall I don't know, momentum to the fight energy, but yeah. it's, it's there. And a lot of the strikes again, watch it again. It's so in the beginning, they're, they're hard strikes.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think for me when I watch it, um, I just. Uh, by the way, it's Peter Diamond uh, is the Peter Diamond. Thank or, you,
2: Peter it's not Diamond. Neil Diamond. It's not Neil Diamond, right? Okay,
1: <laughs> it's not Neil Diamond yeah. or yeah, Craig Hardrock the, hoodie,
2: or, yeah. the galaxy. <laughs>
1: Peter Diamond, who who pops up in some good Doctor Who fights too, and like, right. all right, I'm happy when Peter Diamond's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think of what an accomplishment it is for its time. Instead of the, like, oh, yeah, well, if you went back and made it with this technology, you know, would it look different? Like, the shot of, you know, uh, Obi-Wan igniting his blade, Vader just standing there with the blade ready, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Held down, but ready to go. (laughs) Looks like he's sulking in the corner at a party. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, But, like, when Obi-Wan first ignites his blade, yeah, it's different than other ignitions. There is a little jump, you know, in -hmm. in the film that, like, you can see in that. But, it's still cool. It's still thrilling. In fact, in some ways it's more thrilling to me because it's different uh, because it's, uh, you know, just filmmakers inventing something and scraping by trying to find a way to make it happen. And Mm. you can kind of feel that in for me that that's interesting. Um, But, but I think I go back to then what I said of like what, what could be looked at as limitations. And I'm sure some fans do. And I, and I totally get that. It also just, it feels so right for me because it is them about, it is about them testing one another. Mm-hmm. um, And, and Vader, Vader is about power, not speed. He's hacking.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and yeah. those are some of the shots I like where I go like, oh, like you were saying like, oh yeah, it's not as sort of slow or lame or, or whatever word you, you want to use. uh. As I remembered it, there's a lot of uh scary Vader hacking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. So speaking of that, let's Mm -hmm. talk about the thrill factor. Do you have a favorite moment of uh, thrill? Uh, We'll we'll talk about thrill and then we'll talk about favorite moments of of character or banter. But let's start with the thrill. Just cool lightsaber stuff.
2: Uh, Look, we already discussed it, but I I did put down Vader waiting blade out. And then then Kenobi's kind of ignited the blade. That is truly a round one ding 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 the fight is on and it still gets me and I'm so glad we discussed it and both had the same idea about Vader just turn the corner and Vader's like what's up we're doing this uh, I love that it. It, it, it is uh, it's just great it's a great way to enter a fight uh, uh, both of them both sides of it I love it um, you recently highlighted this on uh, the Star Wars Ranked uh, Best Kenobi moments um, th- that that wonderful sly smile on Kenobi's face before he is you know cutting in two um, mm-hmm. is a, it's, it's an emotional throw uh, and, and again you could add so much to it um of uh the twins are together or luke's there the mission goes on i've done my job all of it all of it counts to to whatever you feel at the moment it's a great again us. he's a legend for a reason um i just love it love the way it's played it's thrilling
1: yeah yeah no a, a huge emotional thrill for sure absolutely um I think for me, the, the parts, uh, two parts of the fight that I really enjoy, uh, there's that moment where Vader hits the wall and the mm. flames go up and Obi-Wan's like, damn, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it's a, it's a close, it's a close hit. That might've been it. Right. And yeah. kind of scampers away from it. That's like one of those moments that like, gives it power and does make Vader scary. Yeah. Um, and, and I love the, the practical effect too, of getting, getting, uh, setting up the sparks and the flame shooting out of the wall. Um, the other moment of the fight that's thrilling to me is it, there are a lot of beats of this, but there's one at the first cut when we cut away from the fight, uh, where Vader has said, your powers are weak old man. It's clear. Uh, and Obi-Wan's just trying to psych him out. And there's, Alec Guinness does just those little spins where it's just like, he's almost, <laughs> I hate to say it this way, but it's the way I got to say it. He's just kind of almost teasing <laughs> the yeah. tip of Vader's blade with his, yeah. and it really is that it's just that little faint of like where am i gonna go where am i gonna go and I it do? works really you know yeah. who cares how much was intended at at the time uh yeah. for myself i don't care how much was intended at the time it really works for the psychology that's been built up over the years of vader being like i i think i got him real easy right mm-hmm. uh, i'm way stronger than him i got him right but then those little faints are like do I? And I just, I love that shot. And it's a slight, it's the different technology. So it's a slightly different shot where the camera's just really kind of looking down the barrel yeah, of yeah. lightsaber. And it looks a little different. And that's interesting to me too. But I just love the little spins, the little. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Where am I going to go? What am I going to do?
2: What am I going to do? <laughs> do? What am I going to do? Look over here. What's in this hand? Uh, That's great. And, and not for nothing, I want to uh, highlight um, Vader's absolute home run swing at Kenobi to end it. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm hammering Hank Aaron. Here we go. And Do you I'll- think he
1: should have pointed at the stands of where Kenobi's, <laughs> yeah. the upper half of Kenobi's body was going to land?
2: Yeah, 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 Babe Ruth in the 34 series. Here we go. I'm predicting this over. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, I, because especially now, but, you know, where we know so much more of the story, and that, that includes Empire, Return of the Jedi, by the way, but um, it, it's such Vader going, finally. Oh, I'm ending all this pain and suffering in my soul. Oh my God, where is he? Yep. <laughs> and so he winds up, man. He's swing of the fences, and uh, I really love that.
1: Yeah, and it, and it really is like he should have maybe questioned that of like, Ooh, why would yeah. Kenobi be raising his blade? And Where's there's nothing. That? There's like, all right, you old fool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went for it. Got him. And that, I mean, <laughs> that that mask is f- so full of expression in that one shot of, huh? That's the truth. Yeah. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, and the—I mean, and that stomping's quite aggressive. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's not a tentative little like what's it is like. in. and, and yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, it's a great shot. Uh, yeah. There's some comedy to it too. Like, uh, yeah. did he shrink? Like what? <laughs> is he in there? Is it the meter yeah. gas gone in there? What's going on?
2: <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. So some, definitely some uh, thrilling moments, uh, some just crackling where they're testing each other. All, all of that stuff is great. Uh, you brought in the, the smile is a, is a thrilling moment. Let's talk about those, those moments of character or banter or, uh, uh kind of story. Do you have some other moments in this uh, relatively short fight? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean,
2: only a master of evil Darth. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and why did he call him Darth? I don't know. I don't care. It's hilarious to me. I, it's such a little whatever that you think he got me. I love it. I love the little, it's, and it's, and it keeps in line with uh, the Kenobi that we would uh, know more of and love as the years go on.
1: Yeah. Now I am the master. And I just think, yeah whatever, Darth, like, you know, I, 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 would like the reading perfectly that it's a sort of like, uh, you know, I'm gonna, you know, sort of disrespect you with your, your title, whatever, sir. Yeah. Whatever vice president, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, I think if, if, uh, Uh, the ghost of Owen was right there. He'd be like, Oh, sick burn, dude. I I, I respect that.
1: (laughs) Only a master of evil. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It would be good. Sassy Owen. Um, I do love the line. Your powers are weak, old man.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's such, it's such a great James Earl Jones. Just hitting every syllable. Love it.
1: Yeah. And it's just one of those lines. that's great of like, it's great pulpy adventure, serial villain dialogue. uh, But then the way the word weak has, you know, uh, evolved in our society it also sounds like a, a weird sick burn <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like you're weak is it's yeah. got a slightly different uh connotation um <laughs> would be remiss if we did not discuss uh one of the most famous lines I- in this fight in this film i would argue in star wars you can't win darth if you strike me down i shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine mm. um obviously that is a line that sometimes gets poked at uh, you know i in the last week i think i've seen the meme of like uh i shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine you know it becomes a ghost and sits on a log or you know becomes mm-hmm. a ghost and whispers to a kid mm-hmm. um i i love it for everything that we're talking about of what's what's at stake in the fight of uh, of obi-wan saying you don't understand the battle you're fighting. You can't, you can't win because it's not about domination or physical strength. So you, you can't ultimately win this, which is a lesson that it's clear. Obi-Wan has been trying to impart (laughs) to Anakin uh, for a long time. It's a really fun line to quote, to, to poke a little bit of fun at, but uh, to me it's, yeah, he, he becomes so powerful that he can keep helping Luke and without uh, this power of retaining his consciousness within the force, uh, the Death Star is not destroyed. Luke needs that guidance. Luke needs that encouragement to use the force. Uh, Without that, it's over. Mm -hmm. That's power.
2: Yeah, I always take it as Kenobi in a way saying, um, I'm going to some spot that you can't reach me. All your power Mm. in the world. You're never touching me in the world I'm going to. Maybe you'll get there one day. We'll, We'll talk about that later, but yeah. And that you can't understand it. You can't understand it. I ain't, I ain't leaving. I ain't going yeah. see you around kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, it, it, yeah, and you can, it, I love that you can just sort of interpret it as almost, uh, I, I'm kind of going through the, the actual star Wars, you know, the plot, the ramifications, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I love that you can also just interpret. It. I should become more powerful than you can possibly imagine is like, I have evolved. I'm going to take the next step on a grand adventure of existence. Yeah. Um, I'm untouchable. I'm completely at peace and purpose with where I'm going. And yeah. you can't touch that.
2: And, and that there is still, there's a bigger fight at stake for you, uh, Darth, and, and and your team could win it, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to do everything in my power where you can't touch me to, to help, uh help the fight for the others go on. I, 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 yeah. So you don't understand it, Vader.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, yes, you, you, you talked about the smile at the end, very eloquently. I, I love how powerful it is. Um, and I love how much more power it is. It is getting because of the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Mm-hmm. Additional power. Additional. Uh, it, so I, I I debated adding this question, but I think uh, I think we don't always rank things other than Star Wars ranked, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which we talk about. We want to always uh, you know approach that as we are sharing our rankings, our opinions. You know, we are not doing the this is definitive. Our opinions are the truth.
2: Well, yeah, uh, over the years, uh, we we've moved towards our favorites versus the best. Uh, yeah. Just- yeah we like to just approach things here.
1: Yeah, yep. Um so this is uh not definitive because it's our opinions. It can only be definitive of our opinions until we change them. Uh but I want to ask out of 10 lightsabers fully ignited, how many lightsabers do you personally give this lightsaber fight?
2: Well, here it is. It it starts at 10 but then drops a little bit because of that Kenobi spin. It's a little slow and old. <laughs> uh, and because it seems like they're afraid to break the props and uh, some of the stuff. So um, I, uh, I, I put it at a seven, I'll put 7.5. All right. Um, only because uh, you know, there is some realities uh, and and how it doesn't necessarily, it, it's hard to stand it up against other fights from a certain yeah. point of view, from a certain point of view. But as we just explained, there's a lot of reasons to love it. So I still love it. It's still important to me and my fandom Seven point five.
1: Well, this is going to be fun. Uh, I gave it a seven too. Uh, This is a seven of a lightsaber fight for me. Okay, there you go. (laughs) So you went a little higher, yeah. Because to me, the the story works great. Uh, There are thrilling moments. I am thrilled because I'm invested in the characters. It was made at a certain time, and if you watch it from uh, different lenses, that could be really interesting. If you're watching it from a a historic level, but yeah, if you if you want a big, thrilling, epic lightsaber fight, this is a uh, a small thoughtful mm-hmm. <laughs> little chess match between two old, old foes. This is, you know, this is sort of the uh, cherry on the top of their epic fighting Sunday. <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: Uh No, the seven, seven's a great spot to explain it, to go, going back to that Beatle, uh, you know, reference I made earlier. I am a giant Beatle fan. Abbey Road's my favorite album, not Meet the Beatles, but I still love that first album too, With the first few albums. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, this is the Abbey Road of lightsaber fights. I think well, that's yeah, a good... <laughs> oh, no,
2: the other, I would say Return of the Jedi is the Abbey Road. Uh, Empire's the White okay. Album. <laughs> and this, this is Meet the Beatles. Ooh,
1: ooh, I. so our next episode, we're going to discuss uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi, and this is going to be fascinating because I think we have different childhood baggage <laughs> about those fights. <laughs> so I'm excited to get into, into that. Any well, final awesome. thoughts for now?
2: No, a lot of fun. I love these kind of discussions. It's the first part of an ongoing series here for a little bit, and... Um, and, uh, yeah, again, uh, re that fight. It's always, uh, not just because of additional material coming out, but, uh, see it again for the first time. Yep.
1: Lightsaber fights for, for me are always going to be about, uh, the thrill of the adventure pulp and the thrill of the story. And some are more thrilling from the, uh, action and some are more thrilling from the story. And this one is one that offers a ton of story and character thrills. So that is it for this uh, episode. We will return to discuss the lightsaber fights of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Ken, where can people find us?
2: Hey, we are the Force Center Podcast feed. We are on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We're available on a lot of different spots, including ACAST, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Hey, if you're on there and uh, you have the ability to rate and review, go ahead and do that. It really helps out the show, if you'd like. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can support us directly if you'd like at patreon.com slash Center. You can follow me at or Go to my website, cadnapsack.com. For Joseph, you're going to want to go here where he tells you.
1: That is right. You can find me on the social media at josephscrimshaw is my handle on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Join me there for some jokes uh, and some action figure sharing. And if you want to check out any of the other things I've done, there are links everywhere all over my website at josephscrimshaw.com. But for now, For myself, for Ken, for seven and a half lightsabers, this has been Force Center.